Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here with a brief introduction before today's exciting episode. People, it's official. Uh, we are on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The best way to support the show. The only way to complete the October Mega Marathon. So our two Patreon-exclusive episodes went up this weekend. They were voted on by our patrons, Silver Bullet and Shadow of the Vampire. Two awesome movies, two awesome episodes. We have our feature-length commentary on Lords of Salem coming up next weekend with our friend and guest, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The best way to support the show, the best way to help us grow this show, and make sure you're getting all them October fixins. We also have a Tales from the Crypt miniseries running over there that we know that you'll love. So thank you guys. Uh, especially in October, it means the world to us when we see growth and support. So thank you from the bottom of our little black hearts. Uh, the YouTube Film Alchemist, subscribe over there. You can watch uh, most of our podcasts there. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We appreciate it. If you could follow, subscribe, all that stuff over there. Make sure that you're sharing, retweeting, uh, storying whatever all the phraseology is on your socials. Uh, we're there. You're there. Let's make it happen. Appreciate you. Uh, another thing you can do that's free and easy this month especially. Make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find your podcast. All of them. Do all of them. It helps us defeat the algorithm, helps us find more of our movie-loving, especially horror movie-loving friends, uh, to bring them into the big old alchemist tent over here and join the party. Another thing this month. Guys, we're down to one last week. We want this to be the biggest October mega marathon ever. So if you would be so kind, if you have a friend who loves horror movies, you probably do if you're here, direct message them, text them, talk to them, give them a call, an old-timey call. Uh, let them know what we're doing. We'll take it from there, man. We need as many people supporting the October Mega Marathon as possible, and you guys can help us do that. All right, enough of that. Enough business. Today we're here to talk about one of the great underappreciated movies of my childhood, and of my my business partner's childhood, my artistic partners, right? My my soul, my soul partners over there. So today I'm joined by my uh, co co owners of the Misfit Parade, uh, Heath and Beth. They joined me today to talk about a movie that was very important to everyone our age, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, if you are not familiar with Ernest, that's worth a, a Google deep dive. Um, if you are, you're probably about my age, and so you remember the the Ernest mania that that was a, a whole ordeal. So Beth and Heath and I actually are all old college friends. We've stayed in touch. Uh, we all kind of went our separate ways, chasing our own journeys. And now we've come back and we formed our own little production company, Misfit Parade. So if you want to find what we're working on, go to misfitparade.net. You can find all of our information there. You can find all of our movies we've been making. We're working very hard, working our way up to bigger and better projects. We've been out on the festival circuit. Maybe some of you here uh, have met us out there. It's been a wonderful time. It's been so awesome to reconnect with these uh, these people of mine, my fellow warriors on this this artistic road. Not just, you know, because they're great friends, but uh, really just the exact kind of people you need in your life when you're really trying to, to find something to push hard on, right? To find some reason to just care that little extra amount. I couldn't ask for better people to join me on said journey than Beth and Heath, man. We're really excited about Misfit Parade and what we're working on over there. So, again, that's MisfitParade.net. .net, yeah, we're cool hacker types. So go over there and uh, make sure you subscribe. Get all that good stuff. Uh, and without any further ado, Ernest Scared Stupid, the descendant of Worrell, uh, with the Misfit Parade. All right, now welcome back to the show. Now that we're done fighting, <laughs> two of my dear friends, Heath and <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Uh, we uh, three making the Misfit Parade. Would you like to introduce ourselves 
And then, Heath, maybe you could explain what uh, Misfit Parade is. Oh, you're putting that on me? All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are. I'm Heath. This is a, a podcast with Misfit Parade. So we're a trio that went to college together, and now we make messed up movies. Yeah, that's right. That's about right. Um, and would you like to introduce yourself and what you do for the group? Hey, I'm Beth. I'm just here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's Beth. She's just here. Uh, so the three of us all went to Ball State together. Uh, and now we have started our own little production company venture. So we've been making movies. We've been out on the festival circuit, working our way up to some bigger, uh, awesome projects that you should keep uh, your eye on. You can find all our stuff over at MisfitParade.net. Make sure to subscribe there. Uh, Beth, would you like to go ahead and introduce the movie that we came up with tonight that we thought would be the best to talk about for part of the Mega Marathon? The American classic. Hold on, everyone, especially if you were born in the 80s and remember the 90s. We are going through Ernest Scared Stupid. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? You know what I mean, Vern? Um, I unabashedly, unironically fucking love this movie. Yes. We used to watch it so much when I was a kid. It was this one, and Ernest goes to camp, and Ernest goes to jail. We were not Ernest Saves Christmas People. That was not one we liked. So we would just watch the other three. And then when I had kids, I rediscovered it, because you're looking for anything they can watch around Halloween season, and my kids fucking fell in love with it, too. It's awesome. And so this is a movie, I mean, probably like in the top ten most watched movies in my life, as insane as it sounds to say that, but it's still, every time I watch it, I fucking love Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, I uh, I gotta say I don't know if it's because I'm hurling toward a milestone birthday that's freaking me out. 50? But yeah, <laughs> five. Oh, but the nostalgia, like I'm really seeking nostalgia these days, yeah. and I was just so happy to revisit because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I watched it a ton during the right. Halloween season. Just nice to jump back in and like hang out with an old friend. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's the quality goes beyond the nostalgia aspect of it. I think it's. One thing that I was thinking, and I hate this phrase, but it kind of rang, rang true for me, is they just don't make them like they used to. Like, literally, if you did a, okay, we're making a, a Halloween theme, like, Hubie Halloween, or what What was that? Hubie Halloween. Uh, yeah, that Adam Sandler oh, movie. Oh, Pubie Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, say what you will about Adam Sandler or the, the quality of his comedy, but that movie looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> compared to Ernest Scared Stupid. Like, yeah. They actually put a lot of care into the production design, the cinematography. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, they're shockingly like, good se- uh, score. Score is great. Mm-hmm. Like the score is actually re- like. There's moments like when Trantor becomes like super Trantor. Yeah. And I was like, dude, whoever fucking scored <laughs> yeah. this, it's like Phil Collins and the guy who did the Goldeneye theme song, like going the hardest. <laughs> it feels like a film. It feels like an actual yes. film, and it's a fucking Ernest movie. Yeah. And, and, and if you were to do that movie today, it would pop up on netflix it was probably made for probably more than what Ernest was that was only a 10 million dollar movie i think that's fucking wild it's that yeah and um and yeah it looks like it it looks great compared it looks like scorsese movie compared (laughs) to like a pubie halloween movie scorsese doing Ernest. (laughs) i would a hundred percent i don't need this fucking new native american mysteries doing he should do the (laughs) Ernest story just have leo playing Ernest. He could never. And Daniel Day Lewis is Vern, who actually like takes shape now. <laughs> this whole time we were so curious. Oh, dude, I would, yeah, because Ernest, uh, what Joe you... Pesci is the troll. Yeah, Trantor. He's like, can I just rest? Uh, no, what you're really impressed upon watching it now too is how we had like a rash of these like really weird, borderline unacceptable characters that we felt. Fu- like, Pee-wee had his, like, moment right of infamy. Mm. And I rewatched Pee-wee with my kids, and I was like, this is so fucking insanely obnoxious. And I love it, because I grew up with it. But I was like, how did my parents allow me to watch Pee-wee? <laughs> I wasn't allowed. Like, how was that allowed to be in the background of my house? Then we had Beavis and Butthead, and we had a bunch of these. There's something extra nefarious about Ernest that kind of starts clicking in as you're, like, an older person with parents. I wouldn't say it's as bad as like how I still firmly believe Mr. Rogers was a monster. <laughs> like, did you watch that? Like, won't you be my neighbor, Doc? Yeah. I was disturbed they... by Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. Yes. I would cry. I fucking hated him. Oh. Like, just found him to be repulsive. You know what I mean? It'd be like walking in on your grandma dead on the couch. Like, that was my reaction <laughs> to Mr. Rogers. And now that I've gotten older, like, 
I half think there was something very wrong with him. Right, because like the voices of those puppets to this day are like really disturbing. Oh, the puppets, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's something off about him. That is kind of the vibes I'm getting from Ernest now. Oh, Beth is so mad. <laughs> You're a Rogers uh, defender. I just, I mean, you're like that one guy that's like still wearing Yeezys. Can't there be anything good and pure <laughs> no. in the world? Everything, no. everyone has to be a pedo. No, that... I think it's Tom Hanks. I think we're down to just Tom Hanks. We uh, lost no. Will Smith. Well, like we're just out. I think it's we're down to Tom Hanks. That's it. And even then, who knows? But what did you guys make of as you watched Ernest? I spend a lot of time just imagining what Ernest's life in this town looks like. <laughs> Because there are, like, some startling implications in this movie. I did search to see if Briarville, Missouri was a real place. And it, is that fact, where it is, Briarville, Briarville, Missouri? Missouri. So we're talking middle okay. America there. Yeah. Yeah. Small town. Small town. Um, so w- w- he's a garbage collector in this one. Yeah. Is he that, drives the garbage truck. Is that right. his occupation in every movie? Or I can't A lot of the, the movies, no, like, movies. Ernest goes to camp. I think he's a counselor. Like, he's, like, the handyman of the camp. Ernest goes to jail. He gets mistaken for an inmate. So a guy escapes with like essentially Wes Craven's the shocker. Power, yeah, right. Who right. looks exactly like Ernest. And then Ernest gets sent to jail in his place. So he's a jack of all trades, really. Yeah. Transferable skills. Well, let's just call it what it is. He's a local garbage man in Dullard who definitely has uh, schizophrenia. <laughs> yes. Like for sure. And who on purpose spends a ton of time with like elementary school children doesn't the kid like a mention lot. that he has m- multiple personalities i think that's an actual line well they say something where the kid's like what's an ottoman and he goes don't fucking do it again it's like yeah. even the kids know there's something not okay with Ernest. well no there's the climax <laughs> when it's like that big treehouse battle that, oh yeah that i had done in my notes i was I'm like defending it, with the treehouse with Ernest. yeah it's like the person. battle of helm's deep <laughs> and uh and he takes a break to do all the the, the characters and i think the kid is like great Here you we know go again. dealing with the schizophrenic again <laughs> yeah it's it's a bizarre because there's just moments where like the kids are just like running around at night after like three kids have been abducted in a small town and they just always seem to like find their kids with Ernest, and the sheriff's just <laughs> like guys come on it's like dude like you've got to read the room. I'm not saying that Ernest was also putting kids in a tree somewhere, yeah, but, but it seems like that scene when Ernest captures the mayor's kids, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a fucking insane moment <laughs> in that film that we just kind of brush past. Like Ernest just runs around screaming in the streets and showing up at like the elementary school costume, and they're all just like, "Ugh, Ernest!" Like they just let this fucking maniac run free in town. He's he's got a big heart, right? He he has character. He's uh, oh, I'm searching for I'm searching for any defense that I can find. The innocence of a child and shame on you for turning it into anything any different. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I seem to remember that was the John Mulaney jokes. He's like, you know, you always hear defenders of Michael Jackson say, well, he never had a childhood, and he goes, you know who else didn't? Everyone born before 1930. They didn't fucking have their birthdays and weddings with nine-year-olds as a giraffe as a witness. And it's like, I I don't think that I would be cool with my kids hanging out with Ernest. Well, there's the parent. um, I think it's the main kid. She's like, I don't think you should be hanging out with Ernest so much. Right. Yeah. And she says like, that, yeah. more of that. Fucking puts more of that. To yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> come on. Come on. Parents. That's true. Ernest is like literally like dressing his dog up in boy scout outfits i was like that's a red flag if you know, you know. uh he's setting up fucking death traps he sets up a mol- a troll motel and he's like this will lure the troll he literally decorates it with the sign free kids oh yeah I was like, what <laughs> i was like ernest probably just had that at his house we never see where ernest lives there's that scene when he's walking them through the woods <laughs> and he sees the fucking a half semicircle with like the the nightmarish universal landscape behind it and he goes needs yeah and i was like run i was like you know when they're like there's something happening in the woods i was like yeah Ernest is leaving kids in the woods so you think he's just playing the long game is what it sounds like like this is all this premeditated. sounds like what john coffee went to jail for in the green mile <laughs> i know john coffee didn't do it i don't know that i could make that case for Ernest. <laughs> Like, there's a version of this movie where the troll is just 100% in his head. Well, yes. it is a good question. Why is all of Ernest's best friends kids? Yeah. Is it because he's so dumb that 
Yeah, I think there was this kind of thing that a lot of movies back... Like, we used to have a Mice and Men. That was kind of that story. Like, these giant, simple people that would just turn and murder people randomly. And we're like, this is fine. This is okay that... Like, my... We... I don't know. You guys are also from small towns, right? Yeah. Ish. Right. We had our small town guy. He was, like, the star basketball player. Coolest guy in school. And then he got fucking... He just became a massive drug addict, right? His name was Kenny, and he lived in town. And when we were going to the basketball courts, we would always see Kenny in his front yard. He was a hoarder. And he would lay in this baby pool, his giant fucking gut hanging out, <laughs> just spraying himself with a hose. And he'd be like, hey, what's up, you little pieces of shit? And we'd, like, <laughs> we'd just talk shit to him. It's like a Danny McBride character. And he'd always have his mom on the front porch, like, moved around like Leatherface's grandpa, right? And it was like a hoarder's house. <laughs> And we'd always be like, hey, Kenny, flip your mom over, right? Like she was cooking or something. And he'd be like, I done warned you. And I'll never forget one day we're at the fucking local basketball thing in our town. We're like a one stoplight farm town, right? And Kenny comes walking up in like full fucking like white Reeboks, fucking gray sweatpants, like the whole deal. And we're like, oh, fuck, he's coming to kill us. Like we talked too much shit today. And he's just like, y'all got room for one? And we're like, all right, Kenny, you weirdo. <laughs> Smelled fucking horrible, was like greasy, like you didn't want to touch him. And he got the ball, and he had one of those old man moments where he just made this incredible spin move. Like every ounce of like joint power he had left. <laughs> he went back to his high school glory days, scored a basket on my friend, and said one of the greatest things I'd ever heard. And he said, uh, my dick's made of wood, and your mouth is where I keep the splinters. <laughs> And then he just walked out in the middle of the game. Like, we reset the game. He got one basket and left. We have to put that line in the script. Oh, for sure. Like that, We could do a whole Kenny movie. He was just a wild-ass, like, weird guy. Kenny, if but you want to like, call in and defend yourself, the podcast Kenny, number you know, is... Kenny, you're proud of that line. I know you are. The rest of your life was a shambles, but that was great writing. He'd probably been working on that one. But I was like, that is what Ernest is in real small towns. Like, that's what yeah, Ernest right. really is. That's like right. the house you don't fucking... Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's a Eartha Kitt's house. That's the house you don't... No, Ernest's house <laughs> yeah. is the one that all the... That's like Pennywise's house on right. Abel Street. Right. Like, don't yeah. fucking walk yeah. at night by Ernest's right. house. Who knows what fucked up shit you're going to find at Ernest's. Especially yeah. being a garbage collector. I think he pretends to be multiple personalities, too. It's like that split movie. Yeah. If he's always <laughs> screaming himself as in his own house, they won't notice when there's just a child screaming for help. So, so when your kids watched this, did they have any questions about why Ernest has no. all these characters? See, this is the thing. They fucking love Ernest. Like, unabashedly love him. He is like Bluey. He's like all these other characters they love where it's just he is a funny guy. Yeah. That's how they think of him. He's just a funny guy. Right? Where he's just like, he's doing that for the kids to laugh at. They don't realize the kids don't like it. When Ernest is like, I'm an Ottoman, right? And the yeah. kids are all like, oh, God, what the fuck? Or when he's uh, the one name he has that's a little questionable, Tiny Botswana. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't fly today, right. probably. <laughs> but during that whole monologue, the little kid Kenny does not seem jazzed. No. No. And thinking Ernest is a funny guy. Well, it's so out of left field when you watch it now. That's it's right. kind of but at the time I remembered there were Ernest commercials and there was a TV oh, show. Right. Was that was like his shtick though. That's how he yeah. got started was all those characters. That's right. Oh dude, we used to buy the VHSs at Toys R Us. Right. Like we would right. skip buying a toy to get whatever Ernest tape we could get. Yeah. He was huge for us. But my kids watch it and they just remember like, you know, Come on, double ugly. And like when he calls him booger lips and they're oh, yeah. fighting, like they fucking think that is like the funniest shit that's ever happened. Who was this other guy? There was another Ernest guy, Ray Stevens. Remember Ray Stevens? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is a commercial, a movie. A he, he would do like just VHS tapes mm. where it was all sketch stuff. And he would do like <laughs> these little songs, these music. So my parents watched a lot of CMT and I don't know that it, it must have somehow appealed to the country music crowd. But they always would advertise these Ray Stevens tapes. And it was basically the earnest shtick. Huh. But he would have these like parody songs, music videos, and he'd do characters and all that right. shit. So there was a lot of that back then. I do wonder, as I did Ernest, because we were all Midwestern, like Indiana kids. So we're like aimed squarely in that, like Ernest would appeal to us. Was Ernest like nationwide, do you think? I like, saw, do you think kids in L.A. were, like, rocking Ernest? I saw that he had a couple of national ads. I want to say there's, like, a cola that was a national ad um, and, like, some fast food. So right. I think there was a little bit of commercial work I think, that was well, national. 
it was Dis- these were Disney produced the first few Ernest movies. I mean, yeah, they were like serious movies. Like I saw this one in the theater. If I remember yeah, I did right. too. Yeah, yeah, we like went and saw Ernest in the theater, so it had some muscle behind. I it. I think the one after this was theatrical. Disney dropped it. I, this well, this is my half-assed internet research. <laughs> Disney dropped them after Ernest scared stupid because it underperformed. Right, and then what a fucking crock of shit. Then they did it independently. That one bombed. What was the next one? Ernest uh, goes to jail. Ernest slam dunk. Uh, there was Ernest goes to Africa, which I can imagine that one. Maybe it was, we're not going to review that. One. Maybe it was Ernest goes to school. I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, Ernest goes to Africa. Just like look into oh, it. Oh, it was the African one, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that was like a whole thing in the '90s. I think we talked about this at the bar the other night, where it was like white dude goes to Africa no, it to was, fix everything. It was Ernest rides again. Ernest and I rides think they again. called it Ernest rides again because. They had to shut down because Disney dropped mm. them, and then they came back up, and that one bombed, and then everyone following that was uh, direct to video. So sad. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, like a, there's like a dozen of them, right? I mean, this is easily, without question, the best Ernest movie. Agreed. Yeah. Like by a lot, and what I think you see, I think to your point, the the production value of this movie is staggering. Like we all wanted that treehouse. I didn't want to build it with a guy that might make me put the lotion on again. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that treehouse was, like, a fucking child's wet dream. And, and built in 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, right? I just, like, fucking pizza boxes and milk cartons and shit. <laughs> but when they, like, take out the bullies in yeah. that treehouse, because, like, we had a treehouse, but it was just, like, dog shit. Like, it was just us sitting in a tree. We didn't have, like, equ- like equipment to construct It wasn't a bunker. House. Yeah, you yeah, didn't it have wasn't a, an actual house. A we pulley would just, system. No, we yeah. would sit in trees and throw rocks at each other. Yeah. That was, like, if some kid came late, you would throw rocks at him. And that was our... We were more like Ewoks than, like, hanging out with Ernest. <laughs> but I was like, you wanted that fucking tree, right? And the troll, Trantor does not get enough credit. He's a really good horror movie monster. Yes. Like, this movie has legitimately good horror movie beats. That's scary. Absolutely. The troll uh, POV, troll vision. <laughs> right. That's like Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, the scene, I think everyone agreed, the scene that kind of scared the shit out of me as a kid was when that girl's like, uh, Teddy. And she rolls over. Yes. And that motherfucker's just like laying in bed. Yeah. Like Poor that thing. fucking like Burt Reynolds and Playgirl yeah. spread. And he's just like, what's up, bitch? And takes her. And I was like, ah. Well, they did the, the so, poltergeist beat. Dude, it's so, yeah, because it's like the thing under the bed. And then she rolls yeah. back. But his head is so big in her bed compared, like the visuals of it mm-hmm. are just startling. And also I was like, this is like an ancient troll who got beat by like pilgrims. But who were pilgrims that, like, Eartha Kitt still could have, like, known as a seven-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. The timeline is a little frayed. I think they hint at that she has some kind of extra magical, like, staying power. Whatever. But just the idea that this troll is like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with her. Like, a little extra. Like, I don't just want to grab her and run back to the tree. I want to crawl in the sheets with her. Like, that is really fucking disturbing. And it still really works as a scary moment to me. I thought every time the troll took on one of the kids' voices, it freaked me out. Oh, that's right. Dude, the voice stealing is fucking gnarly. When it's like, hello, Charlie, I'm over here. Yeah. When he's in that, like, concrete tube. <laughs> yeah, it was like some Pennywise shit. It really is. It really. What was your favorite troll moment? I was um, captivated by the size of the troll. <laughs> How yeah. it kept changing when it got to Megatroll yeah. status. Well, really, because when he's Megatroll, it's just like worms start popping out of his head. <laughs> right. Like little right. dangly All things. bets are off <laughs> yeah. when he gets to Megatroll status. That reminded me of the thing. Yeah. It's like there was something. So I was like, why didn't he just do the I'm invincible to milk thing faster? Right? But I think he had to take the souls of his follow brethren. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone knows that like the famous like trivia from this is that they the guys who made... I think the, well, I can't remember what they're called. The, the Shinoda Ki- Brothers? Kyoto Brothers. Kyoto Brothers. They worked on this too. So a lot of the trolls are repurposed killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you can definitely see, right? And then they just had, like, there's that one troll at the end that, like, for no reason just has giant tits. <laughs> like, it's just so bizarre. I'm like, why giant tits? Like, what a strange. <laughs> that was your like, favorite. Like, they're born, at, well, I was like, they're born out of trees. So, like, what do the tits do? <laughs> Like, just on an evolutionary level, like, what are the tits doing? Like, those are literally Whatever just they for, want. Yeah, for fun tits. <laughs> right? I was like, Aren't they all? Yeah, because I'm like, you each go get five kids, and you come back and put them in a tree, and you get more fucking trolls. You don't have to fucking, you know, wean them on your teat. So now those are just literal fun bags. <laughs> so wait, wait. Uh, wait. <laughs> 
So if, if trolls can breastfeed, what's... I don't think they it's breastfeed. It's Miak. It's not... Yeah, it's Miak. It's not... No. <laughs> it's just sludge. It's just like green goo. Like 90s gack. It's probably... It's sap. I bet they don't do anything. I bet they're just useless, like, non-mother tits. They're just there to be fucking batted around. I don't have uh-uh. notes on this part, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think all tits are specifically for the transport of fucking nutrition, but I, they are just for slapping around at that point. I think it's weird for a warrior race to be like, we should have a couple that have tits we can sexually harass later. So where, like, where are we dicks? going with this, uh, this diatribe? We were talking about our favorite troll moments, and I just thought it was weird that they're like, I... we really need one. Like, you know how they, remember like we were kids and they just made like Smurfette? Yeah. And the yeah. implications, it's like, wait, so yeah. are they all going to bang her? Yeah, the green M&M. All yeah, because you're yeah. like, well, what? Like, do they even do that? Do they even bang to make more Smurfs? Like, that one troll had me in that reel. Oh, man. I did have another troll moment that made me LOL, which is when the one troll ate the bullets. Oh, yeah. oh dude, they're <laughs> smacking, smacking him. him with the yeah. bat. Yeah. That was I thought that final delightful. attack scene was pretty good, man. Because uh, they're definitely killed a bunch of people. Maybe some kids. They were about to decapitate Ernest for real <laughs> until he saved him. But they just I what did you guys make of the turning the kids into wood? I thought that was a surprisingly effective and it was Absolutely. like a goosebumps novel. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like it did it still fucking haunts me. Well, and any anything okay, so another movie that freaked me out when I was a kid like that was um The Witches. When oh the kids God, get dude, turned into mice, so brutal. Yes. There's that one, and even Pinocchio. When they all start whipping their fucking hair and shit off, and they're just like. But itchy. no, the thing that that Ooh. disturbed me was the kid being turned into a mouse, yeah. and then uh, Pinocchio, the kids being turned into donkeys. Yeah. yeah. So anything that trans could transform you into some other entity mm-hmm. really freaked me out for some reason. So that yeah. was one of them. I but, heard a fan theory that Shrek and Donkey, or Donkey and Shrek, because they're like, why was he in that? What character? That he was one of the kids from Pinocchio that got fucking turned. Oh, and that's what he was. Because everyone's oh, like, what was Donkey? Okay. Like, what fairy tale was he oh, from? Right, and they're right. like, he was one of the Pinocchio kids uh, who, like, never got uh, turned back. Uh, and I was like, well, that's brutal. Yeah. And I was like, so he really is, like, a full-on fucking committed to Shrek. When he's like, I'll fuck that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I used to be an eight-year-old, dude. Now I'm ready. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... I think it's really fun to go back because I think that era, what I think I miss for my kids, like they just redid Goosebumps, right? It's a TV show on Hulu now. And it's like very aimed at teenagers, like very like politically activated teenagers, Mm -hmm. right? It's a lot about like identity and, you know, that kind of stuff where you are in the world. And I was like, that's cool. But like my kids watch it right over their head. I feel like when we were little, man, we had Goosebumps in Erie, Indiana Hocus Are Pocus. you afraid of the dark? Like, we had movies where it's like kids were like in serious danger. Mm-hmm. Like, even shit like The Goonies and Monster Squad, like this whole genre of little kids whose parents just aren't around much because they, they're working class and like really had to fucking deal with some shit. Well, that was the other it thing. It could actually that, be scary, even though it was a kid's movie. Well, that was the other thing that I kind of noticed was, was that the, the parents were just just so not interested in what their kids were up to and as they're disappearing <laughs> as they're disappearing and annoyed that yeah. they are you know like i don't know defying them in any sort of way yeah you know or, or, or even had an opinion that they were trying yeah. to express they're like honey we don't have time for this right. <laughs> you know, yeah, just well, get to bed i, I don't one care kid comes home and he's like there's trolls and they're just kind of like they see because like the sheriff and his wife seem like they're okay parents but then they're like, God, he was hanging out with Ernest. So, like, he's not a great judge of character. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could trust a kid that hung out with Ernest either. I don't know. Would you just blanket accept? Would you be like, yeah, there's probably trolls. I'm going to waste tonight, like, going to look. For I don't trolls. know what I would do I mean, as a non-parent. Exactly. But I know I'm, what I do. Go to bed. Right. Go to bed. Right. But I, Did I, you have a Coke? Go to bed. Yeah, but that's, that's, how, that's how we were raised. I, I don't yeah. know that that's how parenting works now. No, I feel like now you have to, like, pretend that they do have a pain. I think yeah. this is, like, a bad thing we're doing to kids. I think now the problem is we've gone the other where, like, our parents almost didn't need us. We were just, like, accessories. You know, we were, like, stray cats. And as long as we came home, they're like, oh, good. Like, I'll feed it. I'll give it a bath. <laughs> right. Like, whatever. Like, we'll have her. But, like, you know, now parents are, like, so in. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that kids talk to me now, because they're just like, oh, he's my equal and I can tell him. Hey, I think you're getting fatter. Oh, the audacity. And it's like, dude, my 
neighbor would have smacked me if he right. had heard me call someone else that, right? And my dad would have given him a handshake and be like, howdy doody. Like, and I think there's a middle ground. I think now kids today are all taught that they're very special and important. And none of them are. Yeah. And none of us are, yeah. right? None of us were. Right. And I think it's, it's like we're setting ourselves up for a really bad, like, 20 years from now when everyone gets out and they're like, I did the thing. I'm here. And the real world's like, well, fuck off. <laughs> okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Yeah, maybe I'm a boomer now. <laughs> but I try to give my kids a healthy dose of, hey, man, you're eight. You don't know shit about shit. But it is an <laughs> in- interesting question why aren't there and maybe there are because i guess i don't i'm not too clued into children's programming but why aren't there movies like that anymore where you have kids just off doing their own thing the parents aren't around and they they get into real trouble that's not a thing that kids do anymore is that is that it yeah if you you have to do stranger things and go back to the 80s in order to to present that yeah kids don't play outside like they used to like my kids do a lot they're like really into sports right now which i did not think was going to happen but they are but, like, we have a neighborhood Facebook group, and one day there was just a lady who's like, there's a lost kid in the neighborhood. And, like, was freaking the fuck out, and she's like, I'm calling, like, the police. And some other dad was like, hey, man, that's my kid. He's just going to shoot hoops at the park. And it's like... It wasn't even her kid? It wasn't even her kid. She saw a kid outside on his own walking and just assumed it was a lost child, put it out there on blast for the whole neighborhood. Like, this dad was doing something wrong, and he's like... My kid's walking like half a mile to go to the park that's in our neighborhood to shoot hoops. I can't imagine that because when I was that age, it was like the E.T. kids, you know? Oh, yeah. Again, it was small town, but we were riding our bikes all over that. All over. We used to go throw fucking empty bottles at trains, like wild shit. Right? Set pennies on the train tracks and watch it run by. Home by the street lamp and or your father yelling out the front door for you because dinner was ready. Yeah, our dinner time was like as it was like starting to get dark, we knew we had to be home. And not to fucking miss that. And if we did that, we were fine. Yep. And And so, yeah, you had that freedom. So I think. But that's why those movies really hit because it was, you could almost feel yourself in that situation. It could happen. Like, oh, can I wander into this creepy woods? Not, hopefully not with a potential pedophile garbage man. (laughs) Right. But uh, (laughs) am I in danger? Yeah. It took me a minute to realize we're talking about Ernest. (laughs) I was like pedophile garbage man i thought i was like uh, like keith has a story and i said like, oh no it's Ernest. It's Ernest. Ernest is the pedo garbage man it's kenny but uh was that his name kenny who was you your guy rimshot was once a kid <laughs> oh no was rimshot once a kid i thought rimshot was that dog in that other uh uh pbs show that we grew up with what was no what was uh, what was that wishbone wishbone, wishbone yeah wishbone the shakespeare dog yeah. yeah but see that's why the, i love the, that quantum, quantum leap dog is that yeah. what it was we yeah. spent all our time alone so we understood stories where kids go like a step too far and it's like oh we fucked up but right. we're in trouble we've seen grown-up shit now <laughs> right. yeah yeah all in the name of adventure you know yeah. like we were we were adventurers yeah my kids now just don't like have that extra adventure thing the world has been a little too demystified yeah, no, it's just like, because now every kid has a watch, so every parent knows where they are. Like, the Goonies isn't fun if their parents are there. No. Because they don't work. take any of those steps, right? Right. Like, this movie's not fun if the parents don't let their kids fucking ride around recreationally with Ernest. Like, it's just not fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think there's, it's kind of this perfect mix of, Ernest is this really funny, like, kind of horror movie, movie buddy we get to follow in, right? He's like the Crypt Keeper or whatever. And then the kids become these avatars for us. And Trantor represents like a real threat. Like I never will forget weeping in the theater. Like I cried really hard as a kid because I got so scared when he fucking turned Rimshot into wood. Oh, oh yeah. And I just was fucked up because the whole way home my mom was like, you were just crying and saying, he didn't even need him. He didn't even need him. <laughs> like I was just mad at like the, the fucking cruelty the of Trantor yeah. to take fucking Rimshot. And not even pick him up. Just left him there like he a did. piece of shit. He did. That like, did pay off that ending, though, because I, even did. watching it back, I, I had feelings. Oh, when, I was emotional. Yeah, when, <laughs> when Ernest was like, oh, there's nothing in that tree for, for me. me. That oh, moment. Okay, so that moment is bizarre, right? Because that is a great moment. And Jim Barney's really performing. Because it's this moment of triumph for Ernest where everyone in the town's like, Ernest, you're a legend. You're a hero. And then as soon as they can, they all turn their back on him and visually leave. (laughs) And he's sitting there by himself just like. And I was like, that's his fucking lot in life. Right. Like, even when he does good, he's immediately back to just being earnest the next day. Right. Of course. The other thing is they punctuate that moment by him sinking off camera. 
And Eartha Kitt gives that look like he definitely is about to have sex with this dog. <laughs> like, go watch the end of that movie, and the look she gives that little... Yeah, she breaks mm-hmm. the fourth wall, yeah. You're like, right. she's staring right at us and does this eyebrow, like, knowing, like, at least it wasn't a kid. <laughs> right? Because it's played as if Ernest is sad that the kids are getting out of the tree. Like, the kids are getting back to their parents, and he's like, oh, oh man. You know, like when Kevin dropped the chili at the start of the office? <laughs> That's what it looks like it's playing as, is that Ernest was the real troll. But it's she looks at the camera and definitely is like, Ernest is a freak. I, I mean... Okay. Did you not see that? <laughs> well, yeah, but not in the way that you said it. What it was... do you think she was giving well, I was us the curious about at. that. Like, does she, does she not understand the love of having an animal, a companion animal? No, because she's 300 years old. I guess not. Because Ernest mean... is the seventh son of the seventh son. I was like, But she's mad. looking at the audience like, oh, yeah, we all, we all get that. Like, this is weird that he would care about his dog. Surviving. What she's doing is looking at our parents and like, hey, man, <laughs> I think you might be right. It's a cautionary watch tale. out. Watch out for your kids a little more. It starts tale. with a tiny dog. And then it's your eight year old. That he dresses as a little boy. <laughs> and he turns into whatever character he wants based on what kitty abducts. And the name Rimshot could be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't no. even think of let's, that. Let's, ah. steer, let's steer the ship other way another way we did we've taken all the magic out of Ernest. you know what's weird is i watch it and love it but there's something about when you do it on a podcast you're like i gotta think of some things to say and what they really mean and when you look at it's like one of those magic eyes right it's like when you just really like fucking let your eyes unfocus and see the whole picture you're like oh it's a sailboat in there did you used to just look at Ernest as this beautiful array of things i like and now you're like dude this is red flags well what was interesting though is like and i again i don't have children i don't watch a lot of like children's movies or whatever these days but it's like i think about a lot of disney and their their kids movies that have adult stuff in it like adults can appreciate oh yeah you know the jokes or whatever this i almost saw as the opposite like Mm. i was like wait a minute is this an adult movie that just so happens to be kitty kid friendly well wasn't the other Ernest movies more adult Camp yeah, like, Ernest Goes just, to Camp, yeah. to me, plays way more, like, for teenage comedy audiences. Right, yeah, right. agree. I think. Yeah. Like, Heavyweights was like that. Like, that was one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid, like, where they all have to go to, like, obesity mm. camp. Mm-hmm. And they, like, stage a revolt and ride four-wheelers and shit. And Ben Stiller's just playing, like, an insane person. Like, it's a great movie. But, like, I remember even as a kid, like, watching shit like The Black Cauldron. And Disney literally, like, took that shit out of circulation for years. Because they're just like, oh, it makes kids too scared. Hmm. Like, it's not like a fun, like, you don't want to go to, like, the magical kingdom and see the fucking horned king. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, I think that fucking sucks that kids aren't getting, like, those real fucking scary movies Uh, anymore. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal was pretty fucking not. That movie (laughs) fucked me up because I didn't understand. Yeah. Like, I remember watching it and I was like, I feel like there's something I'm supposed to get. But I just thought the old bird ladies... Like, to me, it looked like my babysitters I had. And I was like, so is my babysitter a good one or a bad one? And that's what this movie's about, right? It was like, whatever that. It just really fucking, Dark Crystal freaked me out. Yeah. Labyrinth was, like, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I, I at least thought that one was fun. But, like, but Dark Crystal moments. was, like, really gross to me. Yeah, and scary. Like, and it felt uncomfortable. Never-ending story. Oh. We're all just like, hey, watch, oh, this fucking, watch this fucking horse die. Oh, oh that's like, brutal. Out of sadness. Oh. But see, that's what I mean. Like, what are our kids going to say? Like, yeah, I remember that was like when we were traumatized. Like, they won't have anything. And, and media is more fractured now than it was back then. Like, so their, like, language of how they talk to each other will be different. Because well, we all had the seminal, like, 20, 30 movies that everyone references back to. Of, like, certain age groups. Like, they won't have that anymore. No. No, the monoculture is totally dead. Right. So, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, is there, like, a new age Ernest who could be out there and, like, make it? Was Larry the Cable Guy not just, like, a bigger Ernest? Okay, so, Beth and I were talking about this before we we got on. And there are a lot of potential earnest influences mm-hmm. that have come out since then so you you were saying jim carrey maybe i'm just curious because i i yeah. look at his use of like face like oh my gosh is there a fisheye lens or is that his face i don't know half the time yeah. he's so animated the, and uh, so character exactly yeah. exactly so just that kind of acting and emoting i just i see in jim carrey i was looking up dates yeah. I'm like when did jim carrey do in yeah. living color just to see for if it matched sure up. he 
had to appreciate Ernest's work. You yeah, have to. That, like over the top. That's the thing. I think we're all kind of making fun of Ernest as an idea. Jim Varney is fucking awesome in this movie. Very talented. Right? Yeah. Like an incredible performer. Absolutely. And definitely could have got it when he was younger. Good looking, right? Like super good looking. I was like, wait a minute. Let me pause and, and double yeah. check. Yeah, good looking. That's right. I had uh, um, Ernest. You're, you're a little over his age bracket, but. Girl can Ernest, dream. not Jim Varney. Well, I'm, I'm also alive and he's not, so. Oh, <laughs> damn, he died young, did he not? 50, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. too young. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, did, did Ernest influence Screech Powers from Saved by the Bell? Feels like that it. That dopey oh, kind yeah. of. Especially like later Screech. Yep. Just those faces that just yeah. weird. Actually, like, is, is he his father? Yeah, it seems that way. Likeness. No, I actually watched the like dark side of comedy where they did the Screech episode. Oh. It was like a real bummer and very sad. Yeah. Mm. But apparently he was like the only one who was actually like a young like preteen when they were filming that. That's right. He was and so they were all like really rude and mean to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like they were all enjoying being famous and he was just like. He was a 13. loner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, very weird story. But, yeah, like, you definitely see some Jim Varney in that. Yeah, the only... And then he went on to be Slinky Dog in Toy Story. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's how, like, a ton of the, like, younger people will know him. Yeah. The other one I had was George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like an earnest character. <laughs> that's true. Uh... I'll never forget. George W. Bush was, like, the real-life earnest, though. Right. Like, I remember the first time me and Sam were smoking medical weed in California and we weren't prepared for like how strong it was. And we were smoking out and we were watching uh, that HBO presentation of when Will Ferrell did the one man show. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was so fucking high that I was watching Will Ferrell play George Bush. And I was just like, oh, fuck, dude, it's all a lie. And I was like, it's all coming down, dude. And I tried to climb up the chimney and got fucking stuck. What? And so Sam came in and just saw me like like inside like, like Santa like, like in reverse the Santa chimney. like reverse I got Santa. to where like I was like a foot away from the fucking whatever the plate in there is, and yeah like I was stuck stuck. So I'm a, I'm a fairly wide guy. And I was fucking stuck stuck, and I had my hands like this, <laughs> so I couldn't. So Sam just saw my feet kicking, and he heard me wailing in agony that like the world was over. My God. And so, like, I can't believe I wasn't more prepared as a kid who grew up on Ernest for these, <laughs> these kind of, like, terrifying moments. Um, but, yeah, I just, I knew that George Bush was a plant. Like, I knew it was an inside <laughs> job. I was, like, over it for that night. And then, yeah, I had to, I had to take it easy for a while after that. How did yeah. you get out of the chimney? <laughs> Sam pulled me down. Wow. That's a friend. Like, through real stick to itiveness, like, pulled me out of the chimney. I'm not going to let you die in there. <laughs> For George W. Bush. Yeah. It's it's just a shame, man. Like, I do still wish that we put effort into this kind of a movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything that is like this for kids looks like bad TV. You well, know? like, this year they just had the Spirit Halloween movie come out on Shudder, right? And it's like a vertically integrated, like, thing mm. for the store. It's so fucking offensively bad. Like, it has Christopher Lloyd in it. Like, they rolled Christopher Lloyd out, and it's so fucking insultingly bad. I and even... it feels like this is, like, the high watermark for what this kind of movie... Because I think Monster Squad and Goonies are, like, their own, like, separate island. Because mm. this felt more like a, a made-for-TV movie done well. Right. Whereas those other two were, like, bigger projects, it felt like, than Ernest. Yeah, But yeah. I think for, like, the kid... Like actual scary story, parents will like it. This feels like the high water mark to me. Yeah. If you take out Goonies and Monster Squad as their own things, I find it funny you should bring up Christopher Lloyd because as Heath and I were <laughs> discussing while we were warming up, uh, Eartha Kitt is doing her best Doc Brown impression Dude. with her get up and her so, house and her house. That's she right. She fucking shoots Ernest in the face with a flamethrower. Uh, I, I had that on my notes. I had that on my notes too. Fucking insane. Yeah. She just comes out. And she's like, son of war. And is, is Ernest so like, does he have whatever Wolverine has like the, these yeah. magic healing powers? I mean, clearly he was about to die by that fucking six foot bear trap, bear like, trap, oh, fucking trumpet smash crushed in the garbage back of the garbage <laughs> truck. Um, flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. But when he gets fucking smashed in the can and she has to use the giant comical size can opener. Right. <laughs> what a performance by Eartha Kitt, though. Oh, she was great. I, it is. It's one of those like it, it reeks of like 
what if this is the last one? Mm. So like you really just fucking go like as big as you can. She auditioned. She she sought out this role. I That's know. Kind of sad. She is very memorable in it. Well, yeah. you think that she would just get the role based on who she is. Exactly, but it's sad. Like, that's wild that Ernest, like, I'm going to need you to read. Lobby lobby to be in an Ernest movie. what? You want me to read for checks notes, Ernest Scared Stupid? I was Catwoman. SS Enterprise, bitch. And I was looking up, so she was Catwoman in, you know, the Adam West Batman. Iconic. Do you know how old she was when she was in that role? In Ernest? In, as Catwoman. 42? She was 39 years old. Yeah, rocking like that. that outfit, oh. selling it. Yeah, I mean, the Catwoman for pe- for men of me and Heath's age, and maybe many women, that is like one of those like strata layers, right? It's like the first time we saw <laughs> Jessica Rabbit, yeah, uh, and yeah. then the first time we all saw Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Understandable. So like, I think a lot of guys our age have the Catwoman fetish fetishization. That, that might so, have been like, my yeah. first girl crush. I mean, I was yeah, yeah I was captivated by her. A lot of uh, BDSM uh, started from oh, yeah, cat, Catwoman obsessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and watching Ernest get his ass beat all day. <laughs> so I wonder, <laughs> I wonder when she was Catwoman if she could ever have have looked to the future <laughs> and saw that she would end up as her best Doc Brown impression. She's like, yeah, someday I'll be following another like lesser Kirk into another unexplored space. <laughs> she goes so hard and we didn't really talk about it. there's this this baffling moment at the end because she is again there we're talking about like we're seven generations of worlds removed right so even well, if they're before, having kids, before you get like, there can yeah. we talk about the curse yes i love the idea of the dumb curse yes that yeah. each Every successive generation. generation gets dumber, dumber, dumber until we get to Ernest, who is never having kids. So the curse has well, to end with him. Well, phrasing. <laughs> well, okay. okay. <laughs> we'll never procreate. Oh, no. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Good point. But yeah, I, I just love because, yeah, it's like, and what's the curse? He'll get dumber. And dumber. dumber. And then they just get to, I, Ernest P. Worrell, <laughs> sanitation engineer. And you're just like, oh, no. I laughed hard at that. I, I yeah. thought that was funny. Well, it was funny because he even plays his great-grandfather, has, like, this right, booming voice. Right. And Trantor is like, you know, a curse upon your family until the world. And then later in the movie when he's doing the, like, well, the curse can only get broken if. And I was like, <laughs> who fucking taught Ernest to say? Yeah. <laughs> who taught Ernest the one fucking thing that he had to say at the one fucking tree? And why is that the one thing his dumb ass can remember? It's cursed. Besides he the Ottoman to. Empire history. I feels like Ernest is taking liberty with cultures and histories. <laughs> it was a little loose. It was a little fast and loose. And Dress Shield. That was an LOL. The, the dress callback, Shield? The callback to Dress It was basically a maxi pad for your armpit. Oh, <laughs> God. I remember those. That's what it was. I didn't know that. There were a few called. of those. There was a really sly, uh, this is like eighth level Mario Brothers bad. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really specific. Yes. yes. Very good. Hit the nostalgia button. That's right. The old lady with the hairspray, that was very much kind of like where my grandma was in, like huge hairspray, like beehive lady. Yeah. And so that one, I liked that one. But yeah, it feels like Ernest is taking liberties there. Yes. But I did think it's funny. I was like somewhere, somewhere in the lineage, some fucking kid or someone, someone Ernest caretaker. Because he has that line that's also kind of sad. We learn a lot about Ernest's life in this movie where he's like, I have one dad, but I don't know him very much. And I was like, oh my god, his dad just like his dad was like an idiot who ran out on him. And like, you know, whatever. So, but before he left, he's like, hey Ernest, here's the yeah. one thing you're gonna say someday and ruin the world. So it's like, who fucking told him to say? Because that scene when he's pounding the nail and waking Trantor uh, is fucking righteous. It's great. Love that fucking it's, scene. It's very suspenseful, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I think they and crushed funny, it with the, the troll time. shit. Oh, the troll but, stuff. The resurrection of the troll. Everything up to getting that first kid uh, with, with the... What, what's the transformation? The wood? Did they ever say yeah, what that Yeah, he just turns him into wood. Turns him into There's wood. There's like a little yeah. Pac-Man ghost occasionally, but yeah, mostly it's the turning them into wood. Did you true. say that the rimshot uh, wood figurine looked like a turd? <laughs> because that's... That's the one thing I couldn't get yeah. past. I was like, why does Rimshot look like a turd? Well, I've watched it so many times Production now. I think, I think he has his hands over his face like oh, this. okay. But he is shaped so poorly. Because I was like, why doesn't he look like the little dog piece in Monopoly, where he's clearly right, a dog right, with four right, legs and a head? Right, no. 
Well, maybe that's why they hid him. Wasn't he hidden in the truck at the end or something? Or yeah, they had to bring him truck. out? So maybe they that was it. In, yeah. yeah, maybe but that was But he, he was like in a face down, ass up, like hands over face <laughs> okay. situation. Sorry, we're all, all over the place here. We are all over the place. But I thought the idea, the idea of just this fucking lineage of Ernest was really funny. But I think it was the... So he's the seventh generation of Worrell removed. Even conservatively, if they're knocking kids out like an MTV show, like 16 to 20, we're over 100 years removed. So I don't know how old they expect us to believe Eartha Kid's family is. They just kind of leave this little chestnut that somewhere when all of this horrible shit went down, right? He's like, because she says, wait till he does sees what he does to the kids and like the dead ones will be the lucky ones. I was like, well, that's fucking horrifying. She kept all the fucking kids, yeah. including the little white kids, takes them back to the tree to be reawoken. And I was like, imagine the fucking terror that's about to hit those kids as they come walking into this fucking world hundreds of years later. <laughs> the little white kids are like, wait, what? Like, we don't run shit anymore. <laughs> right? like, yeah. This is like an insane yeah. <laughs> plot point that we kind of just grease right past. And Eartha Kid is for sure over 100 years old. But they recognize her. So they're like, Sister right. Francis? Yeah. And I was like, what a fucking wild ass thing that they just like don't address at all. Maybe that's what the wink was about at the end. Or the look at the end. Maybe that no, was that it. was about <laughs> that was about our parents watching. <sighs> all right. Well, <laughs> that was about it. She wasn't addressing her own sins. I don't know. You think she went home and they were going to get revenge on those two little white kids? Is she Trantor? No, <laughs> I don't think so. She definitely has a dark, tortured, fucking artist soul. <laughs> Those are not the the fucking artworks of a of a happy person. No, but I did. I was just like, that's gonna be like, that's like a really like huge fucking question mark at the end of the movie. Is how are you gonna integrate those kids back into society? <laughs> yeah, Ernest will take care of them. There you go. She'll take care of two of them. Jeez. We don't know who those other two kids were. It's like an, an Encino Man situation there. Right. That's yeah. right. If we knew for a fact the Encino man probably had slaves. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's yeah. like some uncomfortable implications in that final. Correct, moment. correct. Because she kind of looks and she hugs her two, like, siblings. And then she does this, like, eh, like a half look down at the two white kids and then immediately back to her family. And it was such, like, a small acting choice. And I was like, oh, that's telling us everything. That, like, she just grabbed the fucking dolls and she didn't think about the implications. Well, of there, there, there was overall some cringy, you know, <laughs> through the lens of 2023 watching it. Like, OK, you, you wouldn't make that decision now Very where horrible. everyone in town is deathly afraid of the one black woman. Right. You know, she's the <laughs> one with it? mystical power. Yes. Yeah. 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 There is a lot of that 90 shit going on. Right. And again, this was aimed at a more country music television audience. As right, because I think uh, the Ernest franchise started in Nashville. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Like, because I imagined, I did not look this up, but I should have. I imagined the Tulip Brothers were another, like, famous act that just got folded oh, into this yeah, movie. yeah, right, right, right. They have a real, them. like, fucking Appalachian comedian yes. kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know who those yeah, are. Yeah, I do, Vern. But I was mm -hmm. like, they had to be part of the show at some point. If I remember right, they were on Ernest TV show. Yeah. You know how, like, Tenacious D was part of the Mr. Show. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. But overall, I just, I think this movie, I think obviously when you hear something like Ernest Scared Stupid, I think there is, like, a fucking low, low, low ceiling of expectation. That's right. And I think this movie fucking flies over that. It outkicks its coverage, for sure. By a fucking ton. I mean, Trantor looks awesome. Is really fucking scary. It's really scary watching what he does to these kids. Ernest is this kind of fucking lovable bizarre maybe darker than we saw as kids kind of tour guide through the nightmare i just think it fucking works like it's just a really well-made movie did you have any issues with it uh cribbing from ninja turtles 2 secret of the use with <laughs> Go on. super trantor that's the same beat super as the super shredder, shredder. Okay. False, <laughs> false victory comes back bigger and badder than ever right he jobbed that from fucking Tolkien. So that one's getting passed around. And everywhere. again, in my half-assed internet research, literally the pizzas that they use, what were from the prop department on. Stop. Were they really? Too? Yes. Dude. Oh, funny. I kind of love it. That would be a great crossover. You right. Know? Ernest meets the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like his four personalities with the four Ninja Turtle brothers. 
What could have been? What could have been? So we have secondhand trolls, secondhand pizzas. Yeah. Where else are they cutting corners on this thing? I don't know. Not on the wooden kid department. No. no. That was done very well. <laughs> but definitely on the wooden dog department. Correct. Yeah, yeah. the wooden dog, like, we're just out, dude. We're done whittling. We've used it all. Yeah, the Miak joke, still a classic that oh, we use all the time. I forgot the punchline of that. And I'm like, yeah. milk, no. And I totally forgot it. So I What about all yeah, of the- mother's love. Good old-fashioned Bulgarian Miak. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> you didn't, I bet you didn't think I could find it this time of year. <laughs> I fucking still, to this day, die every time we do Miak. What about all the um, weaponry used by the kids? Do kids have uh, squirt guns like that now? The super, super, the super soakers. Oh, now they have fucking insane. Because that one was like, I remember when the first yellow super soaker came out. Yeah, the super and soaker. You the two, fifty. It was the fifty. You, yeah, you screwed it in, and it was like, whoa, dude. They have shit now that would like blow that out of the water. Like kids today's toys are fucking wild as hell. But are they using? Toys that are, act as artillery, like weaponry. If you had to fill it with milk, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Their Nerf guns are like violent. Like we have a huge Nerf okay. fight every year at my mom's house for like Christmas and Thanksgiving. I have this one that shoots essentially like a fucking four by two dart, and like if I put it right on the kid's forehead, it's like a fucking big ass welt for like a day, <laughs> and I just nice. fucking sit in my corner drinking beer and i was like if you come in here you're getting fucked up and like kids just have access to wild amounts of fucking weaponry mm. nowadays they have ones that shoot little golf balls oh, they're damn. like hyper velocity little golf balls so yeah these kids would have awesome shit to fight trolls i do love that they just run in and definitely fuck up that whole grocery store oh yeah like just, and that guy's just like hey they just steal all this shit <laughs> we're just cool if your dad's the sheriff but yeah i I just love this movie, man. I think it's really fun. I think the gags are really good. Everything looks awesome. The score is shockingly good. Go back and rewatch Ernest and listen to the score. And I just think I just miss this kind of movie. I even thought that the uh, the way they they ended it, the way he defeated the the villain, was really inspired. It kind of reminded me of the Guardians of the Galaxy dance off. Yeah, they but better stole it from this. Yeah, yeah, he had to forgive. Because we didn't realize that Ernest was already the troll of the town. <laughs> he had to see himself A24 style in Trantor. <laughs> we're like, what do I want? A kiss from an adult, finally. <laughs> oh, no. And that will make me weak at the knees where I melt. <laughs> you didn't notice like when Trantor explodes and all those little white ghosts came flying out? <laughs> oh my goodness. Trantor is the nut that Ernest has been saving for an adult. We didn't watch the same movie. I wish we had this on video because watching your reaction as we've gone deeper into the Ernest as the monster. My the head movie. has been in my hands for like 95% of this As podcast. soon as we went after Mr. Rogers, I think you saw it turning. I did. And you're like, no. I did. All my notes are out the window. I could What's not What's going to happen the day that you find out that Fred had some skeletons? It'll... I think it's like a government conspiracy at this point because they think he's the last thing holding us. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't know. I don't know if I can if I can handle it. I don't know. I think I would be like, I fucking knew it. Oh, I know. I'll hear from you about it. I know that. Yeah, day, like yeah. minute one, I'll be FaceTiming yeah. you. Not even a text. But no, even if Ernest was a horrible monster off screen, lovable, amazing character on screen. I had a good time with it's it. true. And a, a genuinely creepy movie. Funny and creepy. Dude. And yes. I'm, I'm, I was sure. taking notes on how we could use a lot of these techniques in our own movies. Mm -hmm. the, even the jump scare of the kids coming out of the boat, the, the false scare with the bullies. Oh, yeah. Where they were dressed as trolls and awesome jump scare. Good beat. All of, all of it. The, Dude, I'm telling you, him in that bed. The poltergeist also scene. The, yeah. the one where he's using the little girl's voice, but he's holding the kid dressed as like yeah. a shabby Native oh, American. Yeah. And the fear on that kid's face yes. is Trantor turns him. Like, that shit's really scary. That was that was maybe the scariest scene for me. I remember as a kid being really fucking freaked out by this movie. Definitely. Yes. But it's also really funny. It's like that perfect fucking trick-or-treat kind mm -hmm. of movie. Mm -hmm. It is. Wouldn't give me nightmares, but in the moment would be scary and spooky. That's I loved right. it then. I didn't know how I'd feel going into it this time, but I, I still love it. Pleasantly it's nice surprised. when you yeah. go back and things are, like, still cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think that's a treat. But yeah, now I watch this with my kids like at least twice a year. Like Good we watch you. it all the time and love it. All right, that right, we'll wrap that up. Uh, you guys want to tell them one more time where they can find what we're working on? 
You can go to misfitparade.net. You can go to That's YouTube right. and type in Misfit Parade Movies. That should get you there. And, uh, yeah, follow JL Griffey. If, uh, if you don't already, why are you even here? What, what? <laughs> How did you find us? I feel like they like me within the fucking confines of, like how the town likes Ernest in that garbage truck. <laughs> That's how people like, they like me in this podcast. Yeah, not too close. Well, not yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, if you go to misfitparade.net, you can kind of find links to all the stuff we're doing. Yeah, and we have some good spooky, we're working toward an Ernest Scared Stupid level uh, That's right. quality. <laughs> And, That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Working on some shorts. Uh, some shorts already out. Some TikToks. Uh, working our way towards features, man. Hopefully soon. Maybe by next year we'll have some really awesome news to share with them. Who knows? Stay tuned. Or Beth will fucking turn on us when Mr. Rogers collapses. <laughs> One or the other. Something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. You know the deal. 31 days, 31 pa. <laughs> So we'll see you tomorrow for another another awesome horror movie conversation. Bye. <laughs>